You're listening to PetLifeRadio.com. Well, hello, hello. Welcome, welcome. You are here live with Dr. Jeff Werber, host of Ask the Vets with Dr. Jeff here on Pet Life Radio. The only, I think, the only live show where you actually get to call in and ask us questions. You get to go online and ask questions. And in exchange for the question and hopefully my answer, a good one, I, I hope at least, we will send you out a Kong product, amazing Kong veterinary products, great, great products for keeping your pets' mouths and teeth and gums healthy, as well as a ProSense product, whether it's a vitamin or a glucosamine supplement or a shampoo or an ear cleaner or whatever it is that you need for your dog or cat, you let us know and we will send that out to you as well simply for calling in and talking to us. Anything you want to say about your pets, any question you have, you name it, we're here for you. As a matter of fact, we have been here for the last several months. I'm, I'm afraid to even guess how many shows we've done on Thursdays. It's been live, 1 o'clock Pacific time and 4 o'clock Eastern time. And this is our last Thursday show. So for all of you listening and have not had an opportunity to give us a call or to go online at PetLifeRadio.com to ask me a question, you can just key it in under Join the Conversation. We are moving to Sunday mornings. We're moving to Sunday because we want to accommodate you. And the feedback has been that more of you are available to talk to us on Sunday morning. So my great producer, Mark Winter, and I are going to be setting up on 9 o'clock Pacific time, which is noon Eastern time. So uh, that'll give you guys a chance in the East that like to get up late, still give us an opportunity. And here in the West, we like to get up early anyway, because many of us are already up and exercising by the time nine o'clock rolls around. So join us here on Pet Life Radio, Ask the Vets with Dr. Jeff. And it's so easy to get a hold of us. Simply pick up the phone, dial 877-385-8882, or you can just visit us online. Go to Pet Life Radio, click on the Ask the Vets with Dr. Jeff tab, and the big Ask the Vets show will come up. And go ahead and just there where it says, join the conversation, log on into our live chat during the show, and go ahead and ask me some questions, talk about pets, talk about a topic we've talked about in the past. You name it, we're here for you. And of course, we're here thanks to our sponsors, Kong Veterinary Products, the ProSense line of pet products available at our mass retail partners, such as Walmart and Target. So anyway, I wanted to uh, share for any of you that are listening to us uh, in the West Coast, preferably Los Angeles area, our friends at Kong Veterinary Products and Best Friends Animal Society, which is a fantastic, they've been on our show before, we've talked about Best Friends, and they are, they have a benefit that's coming up, it's going to be June 21st, that's a Saturday evening in downtown Los Angeles, and basically what they did they talking about the charity is called More Than a Cone. And of course, we talk about the cone of shame all the time. And what they thought would be really cool is how can we get this cone of shame to not be such a shameful piece of uh, equipment, if you will, or a portion of your pet's attire to embarrass them. So what they did is they started to call in some of the major artists and they 
identified and invited 30 influential artists to sort of reimagine the Cone of Shame as an art piece. And these famous artists were given a cone or cones with which to use as their canvas. And they have designed, have painted upon these cones, and their works of art are going to be displayed at this benefit. It's going to be an art auction. They're going to be auctioned off and the launch party, and it's going to be here in L.A., and it should be loads of fun. So if any of you are listening, here it is. It's only 1 o'clock in the afternoon, no excuse. If you're going to be available June 21st, 2014, if you'd like more information, you can contact me directly at drjeff.drjeff at petliferadio.com. You can also go on to morethanacone.com. That's M-O-R-E-T-H-A-N-A-C-O-N-E, all one word, morethanacone.com, and get some information on this great, great charity. I think it's going to be just, it'll be a lot of fun. So, you know, I just had an email from a client of mine who happens to be back east and very nervous about a, a diagnosis. Interesting, she has two dogs and both have a form of cancer and they're both older dogs. And she was a bit nervous about the treatment possibilities, the prognosis, etc., and was actually thinking of, on one of them in particular, maybe it's time. She had, had been through a, a tough cancer treatment with a, a prior dog and thought that maybe it's time. You know, again, this is really when you have to evaluate many factors when it comes to cancer. And I would like to hear from any of you, good, bad, or ugly, that had a, an experience, just any experience with cancer and treatment, whether it was a good experience, a bad experience, would you do it again? What do you know now that you wish you had known then? And why don't you share it with us? Because I, over the years, have gotten a bit on the practical side. And I, I know for a fact with one of my old cats, I probably took it too far, that I probably should have stopped a little earlier. And I, I knew it when one of my kids came to me after we put the old guy to sleep and put him in that final really nice resting place. And he said to me, Dad, we waited too long. And boy, did that hit me like a, like a brick wall. I think that we often, hoping, always hopefully optimistic people, we want to think the best, you know, hear statistics, you go online, you read online. There is nothing that's going to replace the experience of treating a pet with cancer other than the actual experience. You can't learn it from online. You can't learn it from talking to other people who have done it. You have to do it by yourself, having had been through it, and then make a decision. But I need to caution that there are many, many different types of cancer. And the one that a prior pet may have had, it's almost like saying to a, a person who's lived through, which are very few, by the way, or had a family member that had lost a battle to pancreatic cancer, a very, very aggressive hardly any treatment possibility, cancer. Well, they hear the word cancer again, and immediately what comes to their mind is pancreatic. Having lived through that experience, they say, oh my God, never again. I'm not going to even, I wouldn't put anybody through that. I wouldn't put my worst enemy through that. Contrast that to someone who might have a lymphoma, like a Hodgkin's lymphoma, something that has amazing treatment success, or my own daughter went through a what's called papillary thyroid carcinoma, which is a cancer of the thyroid gland, and she had it when she was very young, 25. And again, these are very curable. Anyone who's been through that might say, oh, no, of course you, you, of course you can treat because look how great it is. So 
understand, first of all, the caution comes from not making a decision as to what or how we should treat a future case of a cancer diagnosis based on only on prior experience, unless the new case is exactly the same cancer as the original one. And if you had a bad experience, you're going to say, no way. If you had a good experience, you're going to go, oh, no, absolutely. We got to, of course, give it the shot. And this particular cancer and this old dog is what's called a mast cell tumor. Now, a couple of things to know about mast cell tumors. First of all, yes, it is a malignant tumor. There are basically three grades now. It used to be more complicated. Now they're breaking it down to three, a grade one, two, and three. On a grade one and two, if good margins are achieved, and what that means is when the surgery is done to excise the cancer, it is critical to get wide margins. They say about you know, a number two and a half, three centimeters. And you want, so you want to get fairly wide margins. And that includes depth too. So at least an inch. You, if you can do more, if the skin will allow it, get two inches. And get as deep as you can. And traditionally, with a grade of a one or a two and clean margins, you can cure that cancer. That can be cured. Case in point, my four-year-old, well, then four-year-old Labrador, now 13, had a grade two mast cell. We got good margins. And need, need I say more? <laughs> it's been nine years, and he is totally cancer-free. Now, if you do the excellent surgery, and you have clean margins, and it comes back a grade three, then this is where the staging comes into play. So we might need to stage this cancer. And then that means taking some samples of lymph nodes, spleen, liver, to see if the cancer has already spread to these organs. If not, then there are some options. Number one is do nothing and watch. Number two would be to seek the advice of an oncologist and possibly go through some kind of treatment, which is what I would probably recommend with a grade three, is a consult at the very least with an oncologist. If the dog was already staged, you send those results along with the uh, appointment. If the dog was not staged, the oncologist will probably advise staging, and he or she will do that, or he'll send you back to your regular veterinarian for staging. But that is a decision you want to make with the help of some experts. But I would say for the vast majority of the mast cells that we have removed, they've been at worst to stage two. I have had, I've over the years, had some stage threes. We did want to play it more aggressively. Though we had good margins, we certainly opted to stage and the staging was clean and we treated. We treated for a while and this dog now is, again, it's been three years out and totally cancer-free. So just, I guess the take-home lesson here is that I don't want you to think that cancer is always a death sentence. There are a number of cancers that could be treated, a number of cancers that we can be put into remission fairly substantially and for quite a while. And then there are certain cancers that we know the battle is going to be lost. And the question is, how much, to what extent, what do you want to do in the meantime to keep the pet comfortable, knowing that it's only going to be a temporary comfort? And ultimately, that tough decision will need to be made. So we're going to take a quick break. It is that time. Boy, it goes fast. And uh, stay tuned. We're going to just finish up this conversation. And please give us a call at 877-385-8882 or just join the conversation online here at PetLifeRadio.com. Click on Ask the Vets with Dr. Jeff. I want to hear from you. Let's hear your experiences and what you would advise or recommend or what you could share for some of our other listeners. So don't go away. We'll be right back here. Ask the Vets with Dr. Jeff on Pet Life Radio. 
We'll be right back, right after these messages. Stay tuned. I'm not much of a reader, but I do wish I were more well-read. There are so many great books coming out. I wish I could find a way to keep up. Audible.com makes it easy to stay well-informed and catch up on your reading simply by listening. Audiobooks from Audible turn downtime into uptime. You'll be more productive and become well-read. Now I'm able to catch up on all the great books I've been wanting to read. With Audible, I feel smarter. Pet Life Radio listeners, try Audible.com now and get your first 30 days of Audible Listener Gold Membership plan free. And get a free audiobook. Choose from over 100,000 titles. To get this great deal, go to audibledeals.com. That's audibledeals.com. This is my tired of itching face. Does your dog suffer from persistent itching and scratching? Allergies and skin irritations caused by environment, including pollens, insects, especially fleas, food and common household allergens are common problems in dogs. It's easy to alleviate your dog's discomfort at home with ProSense. ProSense itch and allergy products provide fast relief from symptoms like itchy, irritated skin, skin infections like hot spots and watery eyes. ProSense products are veterinary formulated and recommended to ensure the very best for your pet. Try ProSense today. Your dog will thank you for it. Pets love life. Love them back with ProSense. Victoria Schaefer, aspiring actress, babysitter extraordinaire, college student, and animal enthusiast, is on her own for the first time in New York City. Follow Victoria and her two dogs, Rue and Echo, as she cares for her furry friends and juggles home life and career, all the while managing to survive in the world's most hectic city. The exciting animal adventures and secret stories from both ends of the leash that make up the tales of the city. Every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com. Let's talk pets. Let's talk pets on Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com. <laughs> And welcome back to Ask the Best with Dr. Jeff here on Pet Life Radio. I'm your host, Dr. Jeff Werber. And we have been talking about a very, very difficult subject, that of cancer. And the cautions that I'm trying to present to you is to every cancer is different. There are many, many different organs, different cancers, different types of cancers. Some of them are very treatable just as with people. Some of them are not very treatable. And there's nothing wrong with the right advice, seeking the advice of your general practitioner, possibly seeking the advice of an, of an oncologist, a veterinary oncologist that is a specialist who deals only with animal cancer and helping you make decisions. And sometimes I've had clients that are making decisions for what's best for their pet. And I've actually had clients that were just not emotionally ready to say goodbye They know they're going to have to. They know it's a matter of time, maybe a short time. But they want to proceed with treatment because they need time to deal with that ultimate goodbye. And uh, and that's fine too, as long as we keep the pets comfortable. But I don't want you to be so fearful of the term cancer that you don't get the information that you need and you potentially, possibly hasten through a decision that you may regret later on. The worst thing in the world is to be at that party, be at that gathering, social gathering, talking about your pet's cancer that you 
put the pet to sleep. You just were so afraid of the treatment and the, the term chemotherapy or radiation therapy only to find out that this other person right there in the conversation with you had a pet with the exact same cancer that's still alive because they proceeded with therapy. So um, it's very important to get the facts. Facts differ. It's nothing wrong with getting more than one opinion. And um, I think as the expression goes, knowledge is king. So you need to get as much knowledge as you can, get the information, and make some of the decisions that are appropriate for what's best for you, what's best for your pet, and don't listen to other people, especially non-veterinarians or non-experts, because they just may not have all the important facts to help guide you. And uh, again, I'm, I'm the first, you know, as I said, I've done both. I've had dogs that I've treated and have done great. I've had uh, animals that I have treated and probably shouldn't have, or I treated too long. I didn't look at the clues. And I think all of us are going to make that mistake. It's okay to uh, get some information, get second opinions. I am sitting here at my desk, here at my office in uh, LA, and um, I am looking at these two little, I don't want to give them away because I want to hear some guesses, but they are the one of the consummate, ultimate springtime hazards. And I've already had, in the last probably week and a half, two weeks, two or maybe even three dogs that have presented with this problem. And I'm going to give you a second or two to think about it, Notorious springtime, very common. I'll wait a minute before I'm going to give you your first hint. I want you to just write it down and see if, yes, that's exactly what you were thinking. Here's some hints. A couple of places that I, I look most commonly or the presenting complaint is a sore, often a drainage tract, inside between the toes. If that doesn't give it away, you can also see a problem in the ear, mouth, and even under the tail. And for those of you that are scratching your head saying, I have no clue, hoping those of you, more of you, at least know what we're talking about. We're talking about the foxtail, and it is not a fox's tail. It actually is. It has the name because if you look at it, it kind of has that look. It resembles a fox's tail. A foxtail is what we call a plant on. It is a small, fibrous piece of weed, if you will, that has a sharp point and it sort of grows out from there into, it feathers out. It's a, sort of a hard. And what's interesting, what's unique about the foxtail is that there are very small, almost microscopic cilia hairs that are pointing the opposite direction of the shape of the foxtail itself, which makes for a very interesting problem. The more the dog Usually it's in dogs. Usually one of the most common places is interdigitally between the toes. The more they try to lick and get rid of the foxtail, like push it away, it actually goes in farther. And I've had dogs that had the drainage tract. We go in with a device called an alligator forcep. Now, some of my alligator forceps are six, seven inches long. I mean, that's quite a ways up. So if you have a, a medium-sized dog and you're introducing the alligator forcep between the toes and you follow up that tract, it's coming out somewhere near the elbow, just to put it into perspective. And I've, I've had instances where that little sucker, that little foxtail, okay, has migrated up a followed drainage tract and ended up, I, I would end up finding it literally, literally the length of my alligator forceps. I mean, six inches up the leg, which is amazing to me. There have been surgeries done on dogs with neurologic problems, back problems, and the surgeon goes in and, interestingly, can find a foxtail 
embedded within the spinal cord. How's that for a little uh, monstrous plant matter that obviously isn't alive, but this thing only knows how to do one thing, and that is migrate farther and farther in. They rarely turn around and go backwards by themselves, back out of the hole through which it went in in the first place. They are very, very difficult. I pulled one, I pulled two out actually, out of a dog's ear. And it was interesting because the owner brought the dog in. The dog was shaking its head a lot, scratching at the ear. And the ear, they took it to a groomer for cleaning. And the groomer noticed that the ears were pretty dirty. So the groomer went ahead and cleaned the ears, told the owner that the ears are nice and clean now. But over the next ensuing two or three days, the dog was continually shaking its head and scratching at the ear and noticed like a, a discharge, a dark, waxy discharge coming out of that ear. The other was great, by the way. So now she comes to us and wants to know why is this dog had an ear problem, the ears were cleaned days ago, and now having the problem again. So I have this little handy device. It's an otoscope. So it's a scope that goes down the ear, and the back of it, instead of just having a little view hole for me to look into, is actually a small, like a three-inch LED screen. So as I'm introducing the device, the otoscope cone, down into the ear, the owner is seeing what I'm seeing, right, by viewing the screen. It's amazing. So sure enough, as I'm introducing this otoscope cone right down into the ear, and we're studying the ear canal, and I'm seeing a lot of the debris. And what do I suddenly see right smack in front of me? Two foxtails, one of which was actually by now embedded in the eardrum. So, so we had two foxtails, one locked into the eardrum called the tympanum. The other one sitting right next door looks like it was just waiting to go next. And that's how foxtails sometimes can lodge into the brain either by being swallowed in the back of the throat or by going through the ear. Now, what's so also fascinating about these guys is that I once had a dog come in who was not eating, no longer eating, on a hunger strike, opened the mouth, and inside the tonsillar crypts, that's the crypts where the tonsils are, I saw some foxtails, anesthetized the dog, and I went crazy. I'd say in a half hour, must have pulled out 40 foxtails from this dog's tonsillar crypts. You couldn't imagine, A, the horrendous odor, but B, how uncomfortable this poor dog must have been having these foxtails invading a very sensitive part of the mouth inside the tonsillar crypts. That's where the tonsils are. And coming up from anesthesia, this was a new dog. Of course, this dog had to be on pain medication. This dog had to be on antibiotics. But this dog felt like a million bucks. And I can't imagine what the feeling must have been like to have all these foxtails, these sharp little pinpointed plant-ons digging into this very sensitive tissue. That had to be difficult. So anyway, foxtails, watch it. What I recommend you do is when you have your dogs outside, hiking, walking, anywhere where there's shrubs, there's brushed areas, you want to examine a few parts of the body. Number one, examine the feet on the tops of the feet in between the toes, and then turn the feet upside down and look in between all the pads. You'll, if you find a foxtail, you must remove it. Secondly, lift up the tail. Sometimes they like to make their invasion. They like to penetrate the tissue, very sensitive tissue right around the tail. Thirdly, lift up the ears and see if you can see any piece of the, the foxtail that is sort of sitting around the opening to the vertical canal. If so, of course, you need to remove it. And lastly, check the mouth. You can pull the jowls away. 
check inside. If you see a foxtail there, you'll see it and remove it and just know that wherever you see one, the strong likelihood is there that there are more than just one. So keep looking. Don't stop there. See if you can get them all. Anyway, cancer, foxtails. Last Thursday, we all we will be here June 1st live, Sunday morning, 9 o'clock Pacific time, noon Eastern Daylight Savings Time, here on Let's Talk Pets, Pet Life Radio with Dr. Jeff. Ask the Vets with Dr. Jeff, and we will have some fun. And hopefully by then, the offer still stands. Even though I expect to hear from more of you, we are going to have our products, our Kong and ProSense products ready for you when you send us a text, an email, or give us a call. Until then, I'm Dr. Jeff Werber, signing off. Ask the Vets with Dr. Jeff. Let's Talk Pets, every week on demand. Only on PetLifeRadio.com.